to the Infertile Mafia. That's Sarah. And that's Kayla. It's National Infertility Awareness Week. And the theme this year is hashtag infertility uncovered. We have had some great guests on the podcast over the past year. That's right. We've been out for a whole year now. We're so old. I know, right? We're learning to walk. Uh, We're eating solid (laughs) foods. Yeah. Uh, We might have a few words that we can actually say. Like We're growing some teeth. Our hair is a little longer. Yep. It's maybe has a few curls, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. We've had some great guests on the podcast that have uncovered lots of different aspects and perspectives on infertility. So we thought this week we wanted to give you an episode every day um, for National Infertility Awareness Week and give you updates on some of our mafia members that we've included on the podcast and share some highlights from their interviews. There are some good updates. Yeah, there are. Yeah. So... Without further ado, enjoy the special bonus episode from your mob bosses of the Infertile Mafia. Today's clip is with Karen, who is the wife, mother, Spanish teacher behind the popular Instagram account, Hilariously Infertile. I didn't realize she was a Spanish teacher. Yeah. She told us she when told we us that, interviewed didn't she? her. Yeah, yeah I forgot. <laughs> okay. I'm starting over. I'm, I'm like a goldfish. <laughs> I'm going to start this one over. <laughs> Do you ever read books and you're like, this sounds oddly familiar. And then you're like, oh, wait, I read this book. <laughs> um, no, I don't think that I don't think that normally happens to me. <laughs> no no okay i have a my best friend is like she can't she never remembers anything like i feel like i'm in her life to remind her that like she has friends and family and like has life experiences that are great because i'm always like remember that time and she's like nope i'm like remember and i out you know like repeat every detail back to her and she's like oh yeah and then she remembers was she like i was drunk (laughs) no 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 she just forgets everything anyway she just doesn't think about it no it just happens and then it goes out of her head you you forgot instagram influencer oh right she is certainly an instagram influencer and an author i forgot that too we and soon to be stand up comedian. <gasps> that is right. Nice segue, Sarah. You can find her just up top before I don't want to forget at hilariously infertile and hilariously infertile.com. You can find her book on Amazon. Just search hilariously infertile. And uh, yeah, she <laughs> she came on the podcast episode number 32, Mafia Meet Karen. She came. Do you remember we interviewed her the day her book went on sale? Yeah. Yeah. And it, she was a little overwhelmed. Yeah. I think. Which, I mean, I can imagine. Like, it's a lot of your blood, sweat, and tears that goes into publishing a book. And she basically self published, which she talks about on that episode. 
um, because she took this idea of humor and infertility and publishers were like, there's not an audience for that. And she was like, I will prove you wrong. She said, bitch, <laughs> are you serious? Right. So we're going to play and some clips from that episode where she shared a few excerpts from her book. She had us laughing pretty good at some of her out-of-the-box questions. And if you <laughs> want to see more of Karen, she actually, like Sarah said, is doing a stand-up show in New York which is pretty vague. <laughs> that sounds terrifying. I don't know a lot of the details. I know it's happening on June 2nd, and you can get tickets this week on Wednesday, April 24th, on her website, hilariouslyinfertile.com. So if you're in the greater New York area, go find her. Do it. Yeah, go, go to her show. It's at the West Side Comedy Club in New York City, <laughs> which I have no idea which borough it's in. I know it's in New York City. That's it's on all the I know. West Side. Yeah, I, but I would assume it's on the West Side. <laughs> <laughs> so enjoy this clip from Karen. So the inspiration for your book. It, it came from your husband saying that you were funny. That's nice that he thinks you're funny. You know. Yeah, he does. He does think I'm funny. He um, so we were like doing dishes and cleaning up the kitchen one night, and uh, I was telling him, "Do you want to talk about this?" I don't know if go for I don't it. Know. Um, so so I was telling him, I was like, "Well, you know, like one of our family friends, her follicles are up to 17 millimeters." I was like, "So she's probably gonna have her IUI on Sunday," and I was like, "And so and so is ovulating, so it's go time for them." Like I was telling him all this stuff, and he was like, "Okay," like <laughs> he's like, "I don't need to know about Jen and Allison's monthly cycles, thank you." He was like, "But." <laughs> He's like, you should really write a book about this. And I was like, ha, that's really funny. And and I was like, I don't even read books. Like, <laughs> and and he was like, no, like you, I really think you should. I really think there's a market for people out there. And I and clearly you're helping your friends and some of your family members. And I think that you would be able to help people. And I was like, ah, ha, ha, whatever. Let's get a glass of wine and go watch TV. Like I didn't think anything of it. And then. I don't know. I don't even know how, how many days later I just opened up my laptop one day and I just started writing and then it just kind of kept going and kept going and kept going. And I didn't really know what it was like. That was my question in the beginning. And this was in 2015. No, sorry. This was in 2016. Um, in the spring of 2016, I, I didn't know what it was. I kept saying, what is this though? Like, is it, is it a blog? Is it, is it a book? Is it just me complaining and having a weird diary that's on my computer? Like, I didn't know <laughs> what it was. And so I sent it to a friend of mine and, and she was like, I don't know what it is. Cause she like, she followed bloggers and stuff. And I didn't even, I wasn't on social media. I didn't, I don't follow bloggers. And she was like, I don't know what it is, but you need to keep going. You have to keep going cause it's funny. And so then it just kind of snowballed from there. And then and then I didn't know, like once I had it done, which was very short time later, it was like four or five weeks later that took me to write the whole thing. I was like, oh, I'm gonna send it out to some agents. And <laughs> <laughs> I 
in my in my naivete of like you do you have to be famous basically to get a book published like I didn't know or sleeping with someone in publishing what? which I'm not <laughs> um I know yeah I was like mm. so so then um so then I started sending it to agents and every agent first of all not a lot of people wrote back but the ones who did write back said we just don't think it's a big enough market we just don't think it's a big enough market. And that's what they kept saying. And that was what really fueled my fire. And that's what I was then, like then from every day then on, I was like, it's a huge market. And that's the problem because the issue is, is that no one is talking about it. Like these, these couples or women, men and women are suffering in silence and no one knows about it because no one's talking about it because it's, and it is, there's such a huge market. And I was like, that is the problem, you know? Let's dive into your book a little bit, which by the way, everyone, again, it's available now on Amazon. Again, it's called Hilariously Infertile. A Woman's Inappropriate Guide to... Oh my goodness, I'm going to mess it up, Karen. Finish the title for me. (laughs) One Woman's Inappropriate Quest to Help Women Laugh Through Infertility. There we go. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. I know the subtitle is kind of lengthy. (laughs) (laughs) If you type in hilariously infertile, it'll come up. Yeah. Because there's not that much else out there that's funny about infertility. Like, that's it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so now we're going to have Karen share a few excerpts from her book. The first one she's going to share with us is from that infamous ultrasound wand, affectionately known as Wanda. (laughs) Yes, Wanda. Um, So, yeah, this excerpt is from, um, like, one of my first wanding sessions. I undress from the waist down, hop onto the table, and once again, put those feet in the stirrups. Say hello, vagina. Don't be shy, vagina. The doctor comes into the room and asks me some bedside manner questions and pretends to actually be listening listening to the answers, even though he or she is not. They look at my chart, and before I can say, hi, I'm Karen, they have a lubricated wand so far up my cooter that I'm pretty sure I can taste last night's sushi dinner again. Hmm, (laughs) is that spicy tuna roll? They first leave the wand in the middle and press buttons on the ultrasound machine. I later learned that they are measuring my uterine lining at this time. Then, sometimes with warning, but mostly without warning, they shove the wand to the right so much so that I almost fall off the table in that direction. (laughs) I hold on to that faux leather cushioning. What material is that? And I pray to God that I do not fall off the exam table while the doctor has her, his or her hand attached to the wand that is practically knocking me over. They look at that ovary, measure, press buttons, and then whoosh over to the other side. And oops, almost off the table I go. I give a little smile like, it's okay. I didn't need that ovary anyway. You're the (laughs) fertility doctor, right? You can get me pregnant without that one ovary that you just bludgeoned out of my body, right? (laughs) They smile back and say slowly, some light pressure. Light pressure? The tip of of the wand that you inserted into my vaginal canal is practically touching my hip bone. My hip bone. Think about it, people. That's like some crazy Cirque du Soleil shit. Not really my (laughs) idea of light pressure. So I smile back as I hold on for dear life and stare at the ceiling while taking deep breaths as if I'm in Lamaze class. 
wait, if this is just morning monitoring, what's actual childbirth going to be like? <laughs> nice. It's going to yeah. suck. That, that's, it's going to, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's going to be bad. <laughs> yeah, that, I feel like everyone has, that's that like rite of passage at the fertility clinic, that first ultrasound exam where you're like you're sticking that thing where i mean (laughs) so intimidating okay it looks so intimidating first of all they're so like some of them are really gentle some of them are like like super Mm -hmm. aggressive with it and i just remember and i think i talk about it in the next section like i remember looking at that wand and being like "Mm, like that looks like something that could be a fun time right like (laughs) it's the right shape you know Mm -hmm. like why was that not fun at all? <laughs> like, it was awful. They need to make it vibrate somewhere and then or maybe. Or light up or something. Yeah. Something. That would at least distract yeah. you. Right. Yeah. I think one of the um, one of the Instagram posts that caught my eye that you did was with a picture of the wand and then like who is the wand and you've got like different pictures of celebrities <laughs> we actually talked about that on an episode it was the a long first time episode ago. i think oh, really? the, yeah it was before yeah. our obsession with criminal minds right ah uh, shamar because we were probably. like who's shamar Moore? i don't know who he is but he's super hot now we both love him oh yeah <laughs> yeah love him yes Okay, so read this last one, which is so funny. Okay, (laughs) so everyone thinks that this happened to you? Yes, I was like, oh no. (laughs) (laughs) So everyone thinks that this is made, that all of these stories are made up, and none none, like if you were to call my mother right now, she'd be like, yep, no, that was a full long conversation that happened. (laughs) Um, Okay, so this is about shitting out my embryo. This was after my IVF transfer. They had put my um, embryo inside of me on Saturday morning. And this was um, Sunday like evening, like I guess 3 o'clock in the morning on mon- early Monday morning. So around 3 o'clock in the morning, I start having diarrhea. Insane jet propelling my ass off the toilet diarrhea. <laughs> All of us are sick for the next few days We were supposed to go to my parents' house for Christmas Eve dinner, but we skip it because we do not want to get my parents sick. On the phone with my mother, I tell her about the diarrhea. Mom, I think I shitted out my embryo. I tell her dead seriously. You didn't shit out your embryo, she says. No, no, I really think I did. You have no idea how sick we all were. There's no way this embryo is still inside of me. I say emphatically. Oh, okay. You do realize it's a totally different hole, correct? (laughs) She asks me because now she really thinks that I don't know the difference between the holes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Ma, I know. I know it's a different hole, okay? But I still, this was a bad stomach bug. I would be shocked if this embryo was still in there. So, yeah. (laughs) That was a real, real conversation (laughs) between me and my mother. Do you, your mom sounds like she's funny too. Do you get your humor from her? Um, I think a little bit. Yeah, she is pretty funny. She's, she's definitely an oversharer. She's definitely like, she, she says everything. Um, so I think I get, I get a lot of that from her. Um, so yeah. And I think I get a lot of it from my husband, too, because he's funny, and I think we bring out the funny 
parts about each other. So, yeah. Do you think the oversharing is like part of the East Coast attitude? I think so. I do. I think I think so. I think that we just kind of talk about everything. Um, Like I know my so my sister lives in Chicago and uh, her husband is from Wisconsin. And I mean, like he's like wow, Karen, like you talk about way (laughs) too much stuff. He's like, I don't need to know like 99% of the stuff that comes out of your mouth. And I'm like, you love it. And he's like, no, I I really, (laughs) I really don't need to know it. Um, They're in his, his whole family's like that. Like they're just more reserved, more quiet. They're amazing, most wonderful people. But it's just, yeah, I think it's a different mentality. I do. Yeah. Partially. No, I get that because my husband's family is the same way and I feel like I feel myself censoring myself when I'm around them because I don't want to make them awkward and uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I mean, like that when you're at the dinner table with with, you know, our family and my husband's family, like it's hard to get a word in edgewise because there's so much conversation, you know, yeah. whereas if you're at the dinner table with my brother-in-law's family, it's like there's no conversation. It's right. really it's really interesting. Yeah. Or very yeah. little conversation, I should say. <laughs> Okay, so I wanted you to read this last part, which is more kind of like a message to your audience. Yes. I guess I could say. Yeah. Yes. So this is part of my afterword. Um, and this is really just all about me talking straight to my followers, to my readers. Um, and uh, this is really important to me because it means, it means so much to me. So here we go. I'm going to try to do this without crying. I've had a really emotional couple of days. That's okay. Um, But yeah. The stories that I have been humbled to hear from my followers are the most incredibly amazing stories I have heard in my life. Stories about loss, tragedy, love, persistence, power, heartbreak, detriment, and above all else, the strength of the human will. I am beyond humbled by this experience, and I hope that I can continue to make everyone laugh a little bit during such a sorrowful time in your lives. We will cry, we will scream, we will fall down, and we will get up and move forward in whatever direction we choose, given what life has put in front of us. However, and I hate to sound too much like Footloose here, but we will fucking laugh about it when we can. Amen. <laughs> so, and that's the end. That's the, that's the last page of my book. And then there's like a special thanks um, section for people in my life. But yeah. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing the book with us and with all the listeners. Um, everyone, course. go get yourself a copy. Again, it's on Amazon. Okay, we're going to do a quick, uh, with just a few minutes that we have left with Karen, we're going to do a quick lightning round for out of the box this is our segment karen when we get out of your box we talk about things other than infertility do you realize that that's funny because like box is a synonym for vagina yeah right yeah exactly okay i was was like are you guys talking about that box okay good just want to make sure (laughs) no we're getting out of that box we know know what we're saying (laughs) love it right love it (laughs) (laughs) Um, Although I do have just a couple of quick, like, kind of fertility related ones at the beginning here. Okay. So, okay. Which is worse, ass shots or chunky discharge from progesterone? Ooh, I think it's it's a shitty six in one and a crappy half dozen in the the other. I would say, (laughs) I would say the ass shots, I think, are worse. Okay. I do. Okay. Yeah. Good. However, if you're at the beach... Then the chunking. 
Yeah. Oh man, chunky discharge. Ugh. Yeah. Like I was, I was, I was at the beach. I was at Puerto Rico with chunky discharge, oh. and it was. It was a lot. It was disgusting. I was like, every every little bit, I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. I have to go to the bathroom. I have to go to the bathroom. It's <laughs> the yeah. worst. They've got to figure out a better way to administer progesterone. Right? Um, I know. Okay. Do you have... Yeah, they really do. Do you have any tips for men in the jerk-off room? Bring your own porn. That Agreed. is my number one um, number one tip because you're not going to have really happy, fun, fast-swimming sperm if your dick is not happy. And your dick's not going to be happy if your brain is not happy because we know <laughs> that that's all connected. So bring your own porn. I mean, it's so you can get Pornhub.com. You can get that's the one at least my I know that my husband used. You can get it on your iPhone. You can bring it an iPad if you want slightly bigger screen experience. We know how men like their big screens. Um, but I think that's my biggest my biggest piece of advice. You should try bring to get sponsored porn. by Pornhub. <gasps> I should. I should contact yeah. them. And be like, you should like me. Yeah. <laughs> and I've heard that a lot of fertility clinics, like the jerk off room, doesn't have very good service. So download your porn. Oh, you yes, need that yeah. shit on your hard drive, on your yes. hard drive. And you probably yeah. don't yes. know this about Kayla, but she loves the jerk off room. I love jerk off room stories. Stories. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I okay. Love I was the like, room. <laughs> I like the stories about the room. <laughs> yeah. You can yeah. just find so her in there hiding behind a plant. I d- yeah. <laughs> She's going to be the person that, like, when you put your sample, like, you're on the other side of that little, like, takeout window door. That's going to be you. That could be me. And I'll be like, how'd it go? Yeah. Tell me all about it. <laughs> how'd we do? Yeah. So we share oh stories periodically on the podcast. Anytime we get a jerk off room story, we share it. And you're right. That is such a common theme that men are like, oh, the porn is really outdated or it was crusty or whatever. Oh, yeah. So or it's just own. not their. Yeah. Or it's just not their taste. You know, like. Right. Like, I know some people like porn to look like porn stars and some people like porn to look like, you know, good looking normal people, you know. So <laughs> right. it's just I think, you know, it's very specific. So if. If that's if that's you, or if you have like a totally specific like <laughs> thing, like bring bring your own porn. Biop. Byop. Correct. Okay. Would you rather have a vagina on your head or a row of penises down your back like a stegosaurus? <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with vagina on my head. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to have to go ahead with that. I'm going to have to quote that Betty White quote that says that, you know, balls are sensitive and a woman's vagina takes a beating and just keeps on ticking. <laughs> you know, I, I honestly think that a vagina has like superpowers. Like after you go through childbirth and you see what it's been through and just what it goes through in a lifetime. I mean, that right. shit is it's incredible. <laughs> so right. I would I'd have to go with a vagina. Plus, like, yeah, plus I always tell my husband, I'm like, dicks just like I like, you know, I like dicks, but like (laughs) they just there's they're not good looking necessarily. You know what I mean? Like if you were to see like a bag of dicks, you wouldn't be like, oh, that's gorgeous. (laughs) (laughs) You know, no, like 
a vagina is a little bit, I mean, it, it is a little bit prettier. Like a penis, just like a, if it's like a flaccid, like row of penises down my mm-hmm. back, I don't, it's not that good looking. You're like a horse no. mane. Yeah, like exactly. I think that would be hard to clean, you know? It's just, yeah. And the vagina on your head, like you, that's very convenient for oral sex now. Super convenient. Super convenient. <laughs> Wait, do you still have your vagina in your, like, where your vagina is? So you have two or, like, it's only on your head? In my mind, you have two. Okay, in my mind, you have two also. Okay, good. Yeah. That would change my answer. Okay, that's good. <laughs> good answer, Karen. Okay, here's some quicker ones. Just okay. whatever comes to mind. What's your favorite junk food? Cheetos. Ooh, good, good choice. Fill in the blank. Taylor Swift is... Uh, rock star. <laughs> <laughs> What's the lamest dessert that people try to pass off as a dessert? Oh, fruit. <laughs> yeah. Like, Agree. Yeah, yeah, fruit, for sure. How would you rate your karaoke skills on a scale of one to Mariah Carey? Oh, um, I'm Eminem. <laughs> so uh, I would say it's, you know, I can't hit the Mariah Carey notes, but I could rap Eminem without even looking. So I would say pretty high, like not. Yeah, I don't Singing, think nice. maybe not so much. But I don't rapping. Think, yes. Yeah, I don't think Mariah Carey can hit the Mariah Carey notes anymore. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> no, she girl. can't. That girl yeah. has been rode hard and put away. Wet. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, she has. Okay. um, What's the most embarrassing store you might be seen shopping at? Embarrassing store I might be seen shopping at? I don't know. Um, I have no idea what would be an embarrassing store that I would be shopping at. (laughs) That's okay. Did you have it in your mind, Kayla? An embarrassing purchase in your Amazon. Oh. Oh, well, yeah, like embarrassing purchases, like, like, when I have to go to the CVS that's near my school because I'm, I have to pick up some tampons, but like my students are in line, that's like, like I try so hard to not have that happen, but sometimes I'm like, I just can't make it to the other CVS because of traffic and logistics. <laughs> so I'm gonna go to this CVS and regardless, there's always, there's always a, a student there and they're like, hey, and I'm like, hey, it's great. <laughs> so yeah. Right, it's like they know when it's gonna happen, and they they're all in cahoots. One of them shows up when you're purchasing. Tampons. For sure, yeah, for sure. Are you kind of like a local celebrity being a teacher? You always see people when you're out. Um, you know, I teach in a town that's not in the same town where I live, so not so much. Um. But sometimes I do. Like sometimes I have um, seen my students out, and I'm always like, hey, and like. I go over and I say hi to them. I'm like the opposite of what my, I mean, both my parents are teachers and I think if they saw their students out, they'd, they'd try to hide. And I'm like <laughs> the opposite. I'm like, come on over, come meet my husband. Da, da, da. And so yeah, <laughs> it's funny. I just, I remember when I was a kid, if you saw your teacher outside of school, it was like this alternate reality universe. It was super weird. Like they don't Mind blown. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Um, okay, one more. What's your favorite guilty TV pleasure? Oh, Real Housewives. Oh, 
Yeah, nice. Real Housewives or any anything on HGTV. Um, but I think like my guilty pleasure that I'm like, oh, why do I like this? Mm-hmm. Would definitely be Real Housewives, New yeah. York of New York and of um, Beverly Hills. Those are the two that I watch. Nice. And then, so, yeah. so going back to your book, what was your most, in your opinion, like the most hilarious moment of your entire infertility experience? What would you pick? <sighs> Um, I, I think that the shitting out my embryo was probably, (laughs) was probably the funniest moment of, of all of it. Cause I just, I, that was just such a real natural story that actually happened. Um, but so yeah, I think that was the funniest, the funniest part. Nice. Karen, thanks again so much for coming on the podcast today. Um, we're so excited to talk to you. And once again, everybody, uh, go follow Karen on Instagram. If you need a laugh at hilariously underscore infertile, go to her website, hilariouslyinfertile.com and go get the book. It's on Amazon. So go get the book and go get some merch. The merch is really cute. I like it. It is. Yeah, I like it. I know I, I gave my sister a hard time last night because I was like, why don't you have a T-shirt yet? And she was like, whatever. And I was like, get a T-shirt. <laughs> She's like, OK, I like it. it's good. It's yeah. like one of those things that gives you an at like it opens the conversation about infertility. If you're wearing then, yeah. a shirt like that, because people are like, what? You know, and that's what so I want because like I think that that's the goal, you know, to get people talking about it. Exactly. So. So, yeah. Thanks again so yeah, much. Thank you. For joining of course. Us today. Thank you for having me. That's it for today. Join us again soon for another episode. That was so cute, Sarah. That's it for today. (laughs) That's all, folks. (laughs) Yibba, yibba, yibba. (laughs) In the meantime, if you need more, join our closed Facebook groups called The Infertile Mafia and The Infertile Mafia Bosses and Babies. And that Facebook group is for um, anyone who has gone through infertility but maybe now is pregnant or adopting or doing surrogacy, anything that's kind of after the infertility but you're still infertile, you're kind of in that limbo. Um, and of course, um, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, give us a rating and review if you like the show. You can email us at infertilemafia at gmail.com and you can find us on Instagram at infertilemafia podcast speaking of emails did you see that one email we got from some random person that said i need money send me money (laughs) yes guys please don't send us emails that say send me money we don't have any no you should know this we're Uh infertile we don't have (laughs) money (laughs) and not money to send to random people on the internet (laughs) But you can send us an email about infertility stuff if you want. Absolutely. If you want to um, let us share some kind of unique experience or something unique about you, a good jerk-off room story, anything like that, we love, we love, love, love hearing from Mafia members. So absolutely email us. But don't ask us for money because we don't have any. Hey, thanks again for joining us today on the Infertile Mafia. Bye. Bye.